yeah. Plus you like dancing. You know there's a beat right here for you. Mm. That's right. Hey. What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Keith Battle Podcast. And I'm Keith Battle. And uh, wow. We're, we're here. We're up against a new year. Like, think about this. God has allowed us to see another year. Mm. I just thought about that. That's pretty cool. That if God tarries, that in just a few days, we will be in 2020. That's amazing. 2020. You know 2020. Everybody going to be preaching vision this year. 2020. 2020. 2020. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to the Key Battle Podcast. And I'm so grateful that you are here and joining us. And um, as we come up on this new year and we're coming off off of the Christmas season, so grateful that you all are joining us this week. And I want to once again invite all of you who are married to consider going to the EffectiveLove.com website, TheEffectiveLove.com website. There you'll find information about our couples retreat. Invest in your own self and your own marriage. Give yourself a Christmas gift, a New Year's gift, and spend three days having fun and working on your marriage. TheEffectiveLove.com. Check it out. Family, today we've got a powerful, insightful, inspiring guest this week on the Keep Battle Podcast. Our guest is a native of the island of Trinidad. She goes by the name of Dr. Jazz. That's it, period. She's a globally recognized pastor, teacher, evangelist, author, philanthropist. She's also known as the daughter of thunder for the thunderous sound she makes in the earth that impacts the hearts and minds of all who come in contact with her ministry. I've known her since college. She has an amazing impact on the world. She's one of my favorite preachers. She is the senior pastor of the Victory Grace Center, currently meeting in Blainsburg, Maryland. And I am so honored to have her with us today. Welcome to the Key Battle Podcast, Dr. Jazz. Hey, Battle. Thanks for having What's me. What's up, sis? Uh, all is Grateful, well. grateful, grateful that you took time out to be here. Absolutely. And uh, people don't know this. We've actually done this podcast several times, <laughs> and the technology always messes up. So y'all pray we get through this because there's so much that people can benefit from, from your story, your journey, and your insight. Like, you've gone from being... Somebody from a third world environment to being a world leader right. and sitting at the table with world leaders. And I want people to kind of get a feel for that journey. But also, we want to pick your brain and know what you've learned along the way, mm-hmm. whether it's in preaching and writing books, because you've done it all, traveling platforms, protecting your 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 brokenness, all that stuff. It's going to be great, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, so first of all, let's start what we both love, and that's preaching. Absolutely. Because people don't know this, but we, we don't just love preaching. We love preaching. Oh, yes. We love hearing it. Oh, gosh. Um, you just like me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating preaching. You're that kind of preacher. You will walk up to the preacher while they preach and walk around the podium oh, yeah. and just enjoy it. So, like, we're, we're preaching fans. So, one of the greatest, again, I, again I, I don't say it just in your absence. I say it in your presence or in your absence. You're one of the greatest preachers that I've heard. Um. Take us through in your life how you prepare a sermon, like soup to nuts, like in a restaurant. They first bring you soups and then soup. Then when it's over, they bring you nuts <laughs> to the table. What's your soup to nuts sermon preparation? Yeah, you know, um, and first of all, thanks for having me. And mm-hmm. you know that movie years ago, Love and Basketball? Yeah, yeah. If we were going to do a movie, it would be Love and Preaching. Yeah, right. We, and know, basketball, oh though. My, oh, we had well, basketball. basketball, too. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. But uh, I love preaching. I love hearing preaching. Yeah. And um, 
um, one of my greatest preaching mentors, of course, is Dr. Charles Boot, who went home to be with the Lord. Yeah. And the key thing he taught me about preaching is preaching is truth through personality. Yeah. yeah preaching yeah. is truth through personality. So mm -hmm. first of all, I always tell preachers, know you before you know the text. Mm -hmm, it's so mm -hmm. important for you to know you because uh, you can't be authentic. You have to be authentic when you're preaching. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. some preachers, they change their voice when they yeah, start yeah, preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not how uh, they talk. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So number yeah. one to me is preaching uh, is true through your personality. Right. You know, I tell people when they invite me, they get jazz. I'm mm -hmm. not Joyce Meyer, not Juanita Bynum. Mm -hmm. I'm not a, a sidekick of Bishop Jakes. It's mm -hmm. jazz. Right. And I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am. Yeah. And the second thing is um from Dr. Samuel DeWitt Proctor, yeah. that book, The Certain Sound of a Trumpet. Mm -hmm. And his philosophy is that when you read a text, particularly a familiar text, bring out something unfamiliar. Okay. Or else you mm -hmm. have done injustice injustice to the text. Mm -hmm. So when mm -hmm. you read the text and Dr. Proctor believed that every text has a question. Mm -hmm. They said John three sixteen for God so loved the world mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son. The question right. may be who does God love? Yeah. And I build everything around answering that question without revealing the question to the congregation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm answering a question in my mind without telling them I'm answering this question. Right, right. Because preaching is also powerful when it's mysterious. Yeah. Um, that means uh, that nobody's Peep in your hand, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in a poker game or something. Right, right. And I, and taking the, people on a journey to figure out where you're going right, and all that. Right, yeah, and yeah. they think we're going in the familiar where there's a back door to the unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's powerful. And I think. By the way, when you say text, yes. For the, those in our audience who don't know, when she says, you know, bring your own personality to the text. What we're talking about is verses in the Bible. Yes. They're, that's all we mean by text. It's just. Um, paragraphs and sentences in the word what we consider the word of God the Bible yeah. right yeah, and then my mm -hmm. third mentor of course is uh, Bishop Jakes mm -hmm. and he said something profound that I live by and mm -hmm. that is um, I'll study yourself full mm -hmm. think yourself clear mm -hmm. Pray yourself hot. That mm -hmm. means don't preach or teach or speak for those who are not in ministry but in corporate America. Mm -hmm. Don't speak on something that you're not passionate about. Right. That right. you you know that you're not gonna lay down your life for. Mm -hmm. And then number four is let yourself go. Yeah. That means yeah. when you get to the podium or the pulpit, uh -huh. uh, to let yourself go. Right, 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 right. I know this is funny, y'all. It's you got one of your headphones on flip backwards. You can't hear out of this ear, can you? No. Now you oh, should be able to. Yeah, Look okay, at God. Right. Look at God. Won't he do it? Won't he fix it? Let's talk about each one of those. Study yourself full. Yeah. What do you do? How do you, what do you what do you do to study? What do you I wish you study and then how do you think yourself clear? Yeah. I mean, obviously praying yourself hot means you know you you're getting you take us through each one of those progressions. Yeah. So, uh study yourself full that means once you know what you want to talk about, whether mm -hmm. it's on Sunday or or you're in a conference where they've given you the title or they've given you the the topic, right. then you study as much as you can on that topic. Right. And uh, Dr. Boot will say, have the Bible and the newspaper in both hands. Okay. That means I read not just the context of the text but i re read culture also okay so i, I have kanye west spoken on it has jay-z said any on it anything mm -hmm. on it has beyonce i did a series of years ago at my church on the run mm -hmm. uh from with jonah 
And my introduction was at that time Jay-Z and Beyonce was on the run tour. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. my intro was from the secular to the scripture. Mm -hmm. So I build a bridge. Mm -hmm. So study not just the context and uh, the scripture and the, uh, the commentary, mm -hmm. but also what is somebody saying on social media? Mm -hmm. What is um, the newspaper, if there's anything? Mm -hmm. And I think that was that's one of the disadvantage young preachers fail to do. Mm -hmm. Some of them are heavy in the culture and mm. poor in the context of the text yeah. and then some of them are heavy on the text and I don't have no clue that Obama is no longer president <laughs> which, which and, and somebody may be wondering shouldn't I just be heavy in the Bible and I'm saying what it does is it makes you irrelevant right because our audience doesn't spend their life in the Bible yeah they spend their life in their life yeah and that bridge is so important yeah I, and I, I i applaud you for the way you do that so as you're studying you're studying the culture you're studying the context of the scripture and then when it says think yourself clear how do you think yourself clear yeah so um you know when i finished studying and because me and we always are in the pulpit on sunday mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. sunday night or oh, and monday and tuesday i'm, I'm into a lot of studying mm -hmm. and then by by Tuesday night, I, I, I know that I've, I've absorbed all the information that I need. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday night, I tend to be thinking myself clear. Mm -hmm. uh, that means what angle do I want to come from? Mm -hmm. What's the best approach? Is it textual? Is it topical? Mm -hmm. uh, does it require three points? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, is it a narrative? Mm -hmm. uh, should I do it as a first person? Mm -hmm. You see, so I'm thinking now of how I'm going to approach this topic mm -hmm. what props do i need mm -hmm. you know what's the conclusion of the sermon mm -hmm. what illustration yeah. and so it's like um uh, matrix i'm i'm moving yeah, stuff yeah, in yeah, my yeah. in my mind yeah. or also on a piece of paper right, you know what i'm saying right. i'm just moving it around yeah. what's the best flow to come yeah. with this angle of right, the text right yeah. right right yeah so so as you're putting this all together you 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 get it all together and then you know Let's 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 fast forward because we could spend this whole yes. podcast <laughs> talking about preaching, absolutely, right? with with no problem. Yeah, it's Sunday. Yes, I don't know. You wake up. It's early in the morning, and you've prepared. You've prayed. You've 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 got your props. You yes. got everything. Are you still scared? Always. And the people don't understand that. Always. They just think we walk up there like the Lord got us and all that. Like, it's, it's just the scariest thing. It's like every week is like it's the first time. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> you, yeah. So you go through nervousness, too. And what do you do? How do you process that? Because you talked about this before. We've had this conversation before yeah. of exactly what you're nervous about in certain yeah. contexts. Yeah. Tell, us, tell the audience about that. My nervousness is never the text because right. I do my homework. Right. My nervousness is um, uh, how am I going to be received? Right, right, uh, right. And, and not so much even how much I'm going to be received, but um, do I have enough communication skills mm -hmm. to hold the most powerful book that is in the world mm -hmm. and make it so clear mm -hmm. that a little kid or somebody will know it? Mm -hmm. That's where my nervousness comes yeah, from, yeah. you know, because you can easily miss it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I preached a sermon from Genesis. It says, Abraham believed God, mm -hmm. and it was credited to him for, for righteousness. righteousness. Yeah. So I reached out to my merchandise people, and I said, I want a T-shirt, and I 
text her what I wanted on the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. What I wanted was believe God. Mm-hmm. I get to church on Sunday. I got my jeans. I'm going to put the t-shirt on. I got the t-shirt and the t-shirt says, I believe in God. Oh, man. She added in. Yeah. Now, I said to myself, if I text this to her mm-hmm. and she missed that, yeah, yeah. just imagine when we are speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's where the nervousness yeah, yeah. is. God, please give me clarity of thought yeah. and clarity of speech yeah. so people understand it. Yeah. The second thing I realized, Battle, where my nervousness come from, you know, we've been sitting on the text all week. Uh-huh. So we already know the end. It's like a movie, right? right, right, right. And now yeah. you got to get these people who haven't sat on it. This is the first time. Right. You got to get them on the bus. Mm-hmm. You've got to drive the bus mm-hmm. and act like you don't know yeah, where yeah, you're going. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. Uh, get don't ahead of, oh yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they call that like a pre-holler or yeah. pre-celebration yeah, yeah. in the middle of the yeah, 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 yeah. point one. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you. And sometimes you do it. You know, I got ahead of myself here. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. calm down. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's I guess letting yourself go can mean you know what I may have gave y'all my clothes <laughs> while I was reading the scripture. Right, right. You know, I started saying stuff that I was going to close <laughs> with just because I'm just free in the moment and. You know, that's that's what she's saying, y'all, is just something. If you're a communicator, you know exactly what what she's referring through. And I want to talk about I want to shift now and talk about opportunities. Right. Okay. Because God has blessed you with some amazing opportunities from along your journey. That is that is that has really helped catapult you. Can you talk about how opportunities have um, the kind of opportunities that have paved the way for you to have now an international ministry and what you would say to somebody who's entering in the ministry, the importance of of getting opportunities and making the most of them. Do yeah. It? Yeah. You know, number one, I, you know, that scripture is so true. Your gift will make room for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We often quote that scripture, but there's a second part. It, your gift will make room for you, but your character will keep you there. Wow. And yeah. I, I mm-hmm. had to learn that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. so so while you're working on gifts, work on character. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. young preachers are gifted, but are fruitless. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, the fruit is the character. Mm-hmm. The gift is, is preaching, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. which is love, gentle in terms of mm-hmm. the fruit mm-hmm. and so there has to be some balance in terms of it the mm-hmm. other thing too I tell people the opportunities came from me serving you know mm-hmm. people don't even understand mm-hmm. that before I got on the platform I was serving mm-hmm. I was serving Terry Streeter mm-hmm. uh, in Rhode Island mm-hmm. Avenue as the mm-hmm. youth pastor mm-hmm. I served Dr. Rita Twigs driving mm-hmm. her up and down the highway mm-hmm. I was her driver mm-hmm. I mean I was driving a car winter sleek snow yeah. just making sure she got to where right. she needed to go right. I served my pastor Dr. Booth mm-hmm. you know that's how I got to meet A. Lewis Patterson mm-hmm. and E.K. Bailey mm-hmm. and Dr. Gardner Taylor mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. driving their yeah. battle yeah. To, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah, for sure. I, and I was sitting across the room mm-hmm. when they were eating and I'm just eavesdropping on yeah. hearing these amazing conversation mm-hmm. with these powerful people yeah. so one of the things that is concerning to me mm-hmm. is you've got a whole lot of preachers who want to stand but won't serve mm. I don't even know mm. what that looks like mm. and mm. they think it's beneath mm. them to serve mm. 
Oh mm. my goodness. Wow. They think it is a disgrace for them wow. to serve. I wow. deal with that so many times mm. in ministry. And it's not just a male thing. I've seen it now with women. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And yeah. you know Bob and I is a mentor. And Bob talks the difference between people who go who have opportunity and who are opportunists. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's yeah. a whole number yeah. another mm. subject. Opportunists is gonna take some things, so yeah. that means they're gonna step over you climb over yep. you whatever get they got hurt to you. do they're gonna betray hurt you, you betray you yeah. the whole nine yards mm -hmm. so i think it comes in uh serving is with the opportunity i think god sees if you're faithful over a few things yeah. he'll make you rulers over many but the second thing i always say is don't wait till you get a great opportunity to have a great message that's good that's good. You know, my Giants Do Die. I looked at it the other day. 1.4 million people have viewed it. Mm. That's Giants Do Die. That's when I had the first time to preach for Bishop Jakes. Mm -hmm. But battle, I preached that in a storefront church mm. with about 25 people. Right. And this old pastor said to me, woman of God, I'm going to pray that you get uh, a big opportunity because your, that word you have is too big for this house. You're mm. going to kill people. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> So, you know, the young preachers, man, as soon as I get on Woman Down Loose or Mega Fest or, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, on the Wood Network, I'm going to start studying. I'm going to have a major yeah, word. Yeah. No, Doc, you get a major word mm -hmm. in children's church. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In children's Preach that to the kids. Oh. <laughs> Preaching at the nursing home. Yeah. In jail. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I yeah. like that. Hey, y'all, we're here with Dr. Jazz, international preacher. Real doctorate. She got an earned doctorate and uh, one of the America's greatest communicators um, talking about opportunities. Don't wait till you get a big one to be, you know, serve, be serve. Yes. And, you know, people want to replace people, but they don't want to serve those people. And I think that's so important what you talked about here. Listen, let's go a little deeper. Okay. So I think in life that every storm in life produces obviously struggle but on the other side is strength that comes out of it right mm -hmm. so storm struggle strength storm struggle strength mm -hmm. storm struggle strength what have been some storms for you that you had to struggle through but you came out stronger and i know you've written books about it but like talk to you talk to our audience about your strong your storms that made you stronger in the end yeah you know of course um not knowing who my dad uh, was you know mm. I was born in Trinidad mm. uh, my mom raised five boys and two girls and mm -hmm. uh, that, I think that has been my first earliest mm. uh, storm you know cause mm. every little girl wants that daddy yeah. to yeah. Uh, hug them to mm -hmm. dance with them to let mm -hmm. them you know fight for them yeah. go down and beat the boy up for you <laughs> or whatever sure. yeah. you know so right. that has been a very uh, painful uh, storm cause the death of my mom uh, not only my biological mom, my adopted mom. Mm. Uh, so um, death has been a very, very hit me at an early age. I was mm. 14 mm. And when my biological mom died. Mm. And uh, that that is one of one of the most painful times. Mm -hmm. I have a picture in my house. It's a picture of me looking over my mom in the casket. Mm. And uh, I preached a sermon a couple of weeks ago from when Jesus took bread. He broke it. He said, do this in remembrance of mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And the title of the sermon was, I Remember Me. Mm -hmm. And I remember me before the brokenness. 
mm-hmm. that brokenness and uh, it it can shatter your world as a mm-hmm. young girl mm-hmm. not knowing who your dad is and here's this woman who is your everything mm-hmm. and and now you look and she is gone mm-hmm. so that has been a, a storm that's how I produced my book Dancing with Broken Bones mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. dancing with the brokenness in mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. uh, because I think while you cannot stop storms from happening mm-hmm. how you respond to them is so in it makes it makes the difference sure and uh, I can stop the debt, but uh, I can decide how I'm going to go through, you know, the grieving process. Yeah. And of course, and you, you wouldn't. Have, the book wouldn't have helped as many people if you didn't have a story to put in the book. Right. 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 You know. Yeah. Uh, not only that, uh, it makes you. It, it really validates you. You know what I'm saying? Because I see all these again preachers and stuff want to speak on stuff they ain't, they ain't been through. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Like, like your book. You know, side psychology. Mm-hmm. Here's something you know that you uh, you shared that, mm-hmm. and now you're having a conference to. Strengthen marriages. Right, you know, right, you know, right, 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 right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. That, that's that Romans 820 principle is going to work together for our good. For sure. And, for stuff. Sure. and I think the third storm, of course, is storm has to do with, of course, being married and going through a divorce, mm-hmm. um, you know, after four years. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much the divorce, but somebody telling you that. Um, you know, giving you an ultimatum that mm-hmm. if, if if I'll stay married to you as long as you stop being or you in mm-hmm. in a nutshell, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that that was a painful time. But through that, uh, it created a story and a testimony, and uh, I never played the victim. Uh, victim in it I know I'm victorious Which mm-hmm. you know Why I named my church Victory mm-hmm. This is a victory day <laughs> It's a victory if day If you go on her site We're talking to Dr. Jazz Every every time she comes on It's a victory day Yeah It's a victory So why do you say that I mean Maybe it's obvious But there's gotta be something That drives it So so that It's kind of your thing Like you always You get up I know your, I know your move You know you say uh, give God praise one more time for the Holy Ghost and you know you do everybody has their kind of intro right. but that's one of your things it's yes. a victory day it's a victory tell, day tell us about that what is what is the, what is behind that yeah what's behind it is I, I feel like um, you know Chuck Swindle one of my great distant mentors said life consists of 5% of what happens to you and 95% how you respond mm. and it sets me for up for the day mm-hmm. that no matter what I'm going to be facing it's just 5% I still mm-hmm. got 90 five percent and I I want it to be a victorious day that doesn't mean I'm not gonna have disappointment or challenges Mm -hmm. but it means at the end of the day I still got the victory that's good that's good that's good now you can say that you're you're you celebrated your 50th so I'm not I'm not violating the woman code by telling your age because you it was all on the internet you turned 50 but if you were to go back to 14 year old jazz Jasmine, right? Mm-hmm. What would, if you could go back and talk to her at 14 years old, at probably maybe one of the lower points of your life, mm-hmm. what would you say to her, 14-year-old Jasmine? Yeah, her? I would say to the 14-year-old Jasmine, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think for many years, you know, because um, we know death comes, mm-hmm. but we really... You know, uh, it's not explained that it's a part of life. Mm-hmm. So you tend to, did I do anything to mm-hmm. cause this? You know, mm-hmm. and many times 
not just with um, at 14, but even when I went through my divorce, mm -hmm. you know, was it something that I did mm -hmm. when I had to leave Jericho, the church? And I know you're going to explain the church that I was there for a year. Mm -hmm. You know, did I do something wrong mm -hmm. when I was in Shil at Shiloh in York, Pennsylvania, I was sued by 10 people. Mm. Uh, that's a whole nother mm. thing. So mm. so my thing to always yeah, say. We had to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Church hurt. Yeah. So mm -hmm. my thing that I always say to myself, to the younger self, if I could go back and say, hey, listen, it is not your fault. Mm -hmm. Think, mm -hmm. you know, stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. You just triggered something that I want to talk about because there's a recent phenomenon. I don't know when it started, but this concept called church hurt. Right. Right. And we know by definition, church hurt is when somebody had an experience with a church, it was a parishioner, or maybe a leader in the church, and something didn't go right. Yeah. Somebody let them down. Somebody didn't bury their grandmama. Somebody didn't <laughs> perform the wedding. Somebody preached something, they took it personal, whatever. Um, and it, it may be legitimate pain, right? right? But what I think, I want our listeners to understand is that if you think that we're causing a lot of church hurt, you haven't experienced the church hurt that we that we've experienced, right? <laughs> Whether we've been on the other side of it, serving a leader, mm -hmm. and when you have a gift, when you're very gifted, sometimes the hurt is is the intimidation of the person who who who's over you, right? right. Who can't handle you know being a rising star, right? right. But then there's there's all kinds of church hurt of being. You know, pressure, performance pressure, and yeah. and mm -hmm. under being undercompensated, mm -hmm. and so many things we've had to deal with. <laughs> what what have been some church hurts you've experienced and had to deal with and walk through? I and mean, a couple of them you just mentioned, but <laughs> just take us through maybe one or two church hurts you've had to experience in your life. Oh gosh, there's so many of them. We can stay on <laughs> this for a long, long time. Yeah, I got time. every every question is a podcast <laughs> by itself. I know. Um, I think there's, of course, I told you I was pastoring a church in. York, Pennsylvania, great church, and um, uh, 10 women, not one man, 10 women who can stand each other came together and sued me. I moved the church from the south side to the west side mm, mm, and mm. sued me and battled. Wait, they sued you because you moved the church? Yes, from the south side to the west side. Mm. And it's one thing if they sued, but battle every Sunday morning, they were on the lawn with picket sign. You would mm -hmm. not believe it. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the lawn with picket. These <laughs> obviously were people who were at that church before you got there. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why. I, that's why I got to plant churches. Oh, I can't. I can't. Do I it. wish y'all had told me it. that soon. I got to plant. See, you were, who gonna pick at you at Victory Grace? <laughs> That's right. Come on. Who's going to pick at you? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Anybody Nobody. there, you founded it. Yeah, but, but you know. I got but we got to, but I'll, I'll say that. We do need people who go into churches that are Absolutely. historical and continue to carry on the mission of that ministry and the impact in that community. I'm just saying. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a devil, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my I God. think uh, betrayal is, mm. you know, that when, mm. you know, um, when we have. Uh, given our time and our energy to nurture people, to grow people, to develop them. To have mercy on them. Oh, to have. And grace. Oh, and cover them. Oh, huh? my goodness. And never tell their stuff. Oh, my goodness. Go on, tell oh, it all goodness. now. Yeah, tell yeah, it all. Yeah. And, and we yeah. fart. Oh, yeah. And on church discipline. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to let you answer the question. No, I'll no, let you no, answer no, the question. No, no. Right, right. You're right. So, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, dealing with betrayal from people that you confined in. I think now, I don't know if you've tapped into this yet. 
it's one thing to get hurt from the parishioners, but battle there's a new level of church hurt from other preachers. Mm. I, I, can I just cry? Mm. Oh, mm. so you know it's like we on the mm. same team, mm. right? We on we in the sure. same team. Absolutely, we we playing for the same person, mm -hmm. and you may be the power forward, and I'm the point guard. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, you won the point guard position, and you will do anything to trip me up mm. so you can get in that place <laughs> man that is a whole nother uh, yes, monster yes battle yes, they're not yes, saving a seat yes. for you if there's a possibility mm. <laughs> i remember one time i was in a room and bishop was laying hands on me and the person who could who should have caught me because you know i'm going down mm -hmm. wouldn't because they wanted bishop to lay hands on wow. that drop me on the floor wow so now you got a concussion i got a concussion <laughs> and you know what i'm saying yeah. that now that's a whole nother level fighting for the father's attention oh if i gotta tear your shirt off or you know <laughs> it's it's and 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 I know I, I can relate to everything you're saying. I just I'm just trying to remain calm, right? Because, but I'm thinking it's probably even worse for you, and the reason is because even though we've come a long way mm -hmm. in church with regard regarding women in ministry and leadership, it's still a oh, good old boy God. club, and like I'm thinking that there's probably been dishonor, like like. From from everything to where you sit to opportunities mm -hmm. to how you're compensated. Oh, yeah. Like people think that's just in corporate America. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about church hurt because I want our I want our podcast to educate people. Right. I don't, you know what? Whether you agree with us or not, we're going to give you the truth. Right. And one of the truths is, is that there's a mentality about how we're to live. Mm hmm. Because we serve the Lord. Right. And how everybody else who's great at what they do should live. Right. right? But the kind of expectations that people like, 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 so you go somewhere and you give um, a service that's worth five figures. Right. Right. And somebody hand you an envelope with $100 <laughs> in it or $200 in it. And then we're supposed to be cool with that. Mm -hmm. But. But it's because a lot of times we haven't we haven't communicated to them this is what this kind of service costs. Right, right. And if we do, we get judged because oh, they doing this for money. Right. But there's no there's no industry that can actually survive like that. Right. Like a mechanic can't survive right. on a love offering. Right. Like I'm gonna fix your car. I'm gonna change your carburetor. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a new engine in. Right. And then y'all tell me, you know. And I'm saying a lot of times we go into churches and literally put a new engine in the whole ministry. Right. And then we leave it up to them to decide what that value mm -hmm. is. And I know people ain't gonna like this mm -hmm. part of the podcast. Right. That might be why it ain't coming out. <laughs> We've tried this several times. Doctors can't operate like that. Right. They can't say, you know what, we're gonna remove amputate your leg to save your life. Right. And then we're going to provide by ten <laughs> rounds of radiation, right? And then y'all tell us what it's worth, right? No, there's there's fees and costs associated with this. Whether you're a landscaper, a roofer, a grocer, a restaurant owner, cell phone companies, everybody has yeah. a fee. Yes. Soon as a preacher has a fee, now oh, we backslid. Oh yes. Oh yes. But our time, our preparation, I just yes. think it's so unfair. Talk yeah. about that. Yes. Let's be real about that. Yes. How you've been. 
hurt by it oh, yes. and what you've had to do, whether you talk specifics or not, but what you've had to do systemically so that you don't keep getting taken advantage of. Are yeah, you following me? Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll start with the latter part. I don't cast my pulls among swine. Mm. That means I don't go where I'm tolerated, just celebrated. Okay. Now, uh, mm-hmm. that's why uh, you will see most of my travel is not local. Most of my preaching is not local. Mm. <laughs> wow. In A the prophet's DMV. without honor uh, oh, yeah. in his own Country. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two, I develop a process. You know, Bishop Jake's taught me this. He said, uh, "You go just cause friends invite you. Mm-hmm. That's not that you can't operate on that level mm-hmm. all your life mm-hmm. because sometimes friends don't even know your worth. Yeah, friends sometimes is the hardest Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Then you know, and they, oh Doc, thanks for coming. It's like you. if you worked at McDonald's, your friends coming in, they ain't trying to pay. Right. Hey, can I get some fries? Throw right. a cheeseburger in right. there. Right. 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 Yeah, they want the hookup right yeah. so i make sure i have a process in place i have ranges you know mm-hmm. of you know the lowest i will go the highest i will go because yeah i want to know at the end of every month this is what i'm bringing in i did 52 engagement on the road this year mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and with those 52 i knew where i wanted to fall in terms of finance because uh for me uh i'm the breadwinner mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right right, <laughs> you know, right. i'm the breadwinner right. in, in my household right. you know right. and things so that's that's it. that's a key thing. The other thing too is uh, I realize that some people want us, but they really cannot afford us, mm-hmm. and uh, I, they have to know the difference. And I'm fine with saying no. Mm-hmm. I'm always I, when I first started off in ministry years ago, mm-hmm. eighteen years ago. You know, you just started off and mm-hmm. thing. So I tell the young whippersnapper when you just started off, yeah, you have you have a you know an idea in mind, but you're not out there. But you know, when we've been around for some time now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we are experts Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we are experts and with earned degrees and you know if we're not experts we've been around a long (laughs) time we've been around right we we got what do they call that seniority right right so (laughs) it's a a different thing Uh, what has fascinated me battle is that in the secular world they understand it in the church world they don't Mm -hmm. I'm starting off 2020 January the 2nd to the 3rd I'm speaking for MC Light Mm -hmm. and out in Hollywood mm-hmm. and when you know I send my uh, my MOU and what I'm looking for financially when I put it in there I threw the I threw the uh, paper and I walked away because I'm like did I really put that number in there mm-hmm. and when they came back it was like uh, okay it was like no big deal mm-hmm. man if I put that number in a church yeah 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 you get you be rebuked yeah yeah and I think I think I hope uh, I want y'all to hear something here because this is our livelihood. This is how we live. But also, you know, it's not like everything we do, we do for money. Uh, my daughter gets on me. I say, you sure are having a lot of free things you're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's speaking engagements, meetings, counseling sessions, all of that. We we could. But I want to choose when I choose to be benevolent. But right. don't just take advantage of that. Right. Because the thing is, I can replace money. Right. I can't replace my time. Right. I can't get that back. And that's right. what people have to respect is that we're giving you our time, not right. just our our best gift and, and energy. And let me Go say ahead. one more thing mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And particularly for pastors and preachers who, um, you know, do a lot of on the road or outside your church, if that's not your strength, 
then mm-hmm. get somebody on your staff to handle it. Yeah. You know what? I'm, that is yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. So I have somebody now, you know, I can go back to my hotel room or when I get an invitation, they negotiate all that stuff, right. which keeps me at a distant level yeah. from it. I say, you know, keep me on the mountain to get revelation. So some pastors, you know, it's difficult for them to talk about money mm-hmm. or talk about, you know, negotiating. I remember when I first for Bishop, preached for Bishop Jakes and, um, you know, he said, you got to learn to negotiate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. when my second time I negotiated with him, <laughs> he said, oh, I see you learn. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're catching on. Yeah. Let's talk about your books. You've okay. written books. You've got uh, your latest book out is uh, Bold Moves, right? Yes. That's yes. your latest book. And you've yeah. written a book called From Pieces to Peace and mm-hmm. Finally Me. Broken Bones. Broken Bones. Finally, Me is from Pieces to Pieces. I'm uh, sorry, I'm running there's, that. There's Dancing with Broken Dancing Bones. Dancing with Broken Bones. Then there's Finally Me. Uh-huh. And then there's Bone Moves. Finally, Me is from Pieces to Pieces. Yes. Got you, got you. Yeah. Talk about talk about your most recent book, Bold Moves. What, what's, what are you doing in that book? What are you trying to communicate to the audience? And how can people get it? Yeah. And, of course, they can get it all on IamDrJazz.org. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I uh, started my church mm-hmm. uh, after leaving a, a great church, Jericho City of Praise, after a year. And mm-hmm. uh, I've al- I always used to say, God, listen, if I'm if you're going to put me in ministry, send me in an established church. I'm opposite like you. Because mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. my gift was more I can go into an established thing and flip it mm-hmm. you know like you can go into a dying company mm-hmm. and flip it mm-hmm. that was my incentive of mm-hmm. coming to Jericho I love a challenge mm-hmm. so when I went to Shiloh 129 year old church mm-hmm. 120 members mm-hmm. in six years I flip it the largest thing in York Pennsylvania mm-hmm. they're bringing mm-hmm. in at that time half a million the most mm-hmm. amount of money mm-hmm. in York Pennsylvania so I'm the kind of person who you know when Jesus goes over and he flips it I like the mm-hmm, flip stuff mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. my because I love a challenge right but I say God if I'm gonna stay in ministry do not ask me to start nothing wow <laughs> wow you shouldn't have said that oh my goodness mm-hmm. so when I had to leave Jericho City of Praise and I was like okay I'm gonna look for somewhere mm-hmm. that's already established of course my mentor Dr. Pastor Jenkins like I want you to pray about this thing mm-hmm. and I, I just knew you know as mm-hmm. soon as he said pray you know and I had my first interest meeting and I saw those people it was like mm-hmm. sheeps without a shepherd and mm-hmm. I was like oh gosh I shouldn't have had that meeting if I was mm-hmm. going to leave right right and right so uh God has always asked me to make bold moves because as which, which is so crazy as powerful as people see me you know my struggle is fear Mm. You know my mm. struggle is fear mm. You know what I'm saying I'm like mm. Peter uh, I'm mm-hmm. moved by adrenaline I'm off the ship I'm walking to Jesus But I may take my ha- eyes off of the Savior mm-hmm. And put it on the storm mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. fear has been the stronghold In my life mm-hmm. Fear of death I told you about yeah. Fear of failure yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. So the book Bold Moves yeah. Is to tackle this demon of fear yeah. Fear to love again yeah. Fear to get married yeah, uh, you yeah, know all the things yeah. that has just seemed like I failed in yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah, it so yeah, the bold yeah. moves is like let me just phase this fear this demon of fear yeah. and break it and so all year long for 2019 that was my theme at my church bold moves my mm-hmm. t-shirt I'm making a bold move yeah. and so I did my conference this year out of fear I traveled to Nigeria by myself facing fear yeah. you know all and fear was such a powerful thing for me battle that especially the fear of dying I would sleep with the lights 
all on in hotels in mm. my house mm. it's that would torment me mm. and i found out the lord gave me a script he said perfect love cast out fear. all fear yeah. and the reason why fear had such a power hopeful on me is because i didn't know that i was loved mm. most women with men also but women that i deal with when there's a stronghold of fear is there's not a certainty of love yeah, if you good. let me know i'm love that you, you never your fear is going to disappear yeah yeah so 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 when you when you let's i want to talk unplug the fear unpack the fear a little bit um in ways that you've managed that like in your life you say you're afraid of failure right mm -hmm. afraid of loving again yes and i think because the stakes have risen right because when you were married and divorced before the world didn't know you right you see what i'm saying yeah now if you get married <laughs> they're Hundreds of thousands of people who know that, right? So, yeah. you know, the stakes yeah. are higher. Mm -hmm. Does that same love sustain you at this level, or is the the uh, or is the pressure of well, this one has to work, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can't go through this again. Well, people gonna think is I'm the problem, right? Right, right? If I do this twice, do you wrestle with that? Do you think because the stakes are higher that the fear of loving again, or is it just? I genuinely is it was just I just have a a genuine fear of failing. Period. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. Is it because so you're you're so more you have a bigger platform that right. makes it more frightening to you? Right. Well, I think it's um I think it's like what Bob talked to us about childhood fear mm -hmm. that grew up. You know, one of mm -hmm. my favorite scriptures: the woman who has the issue of blood. Okay. Uh, for uh, twelve years. Mm -hmm. And in the passage is Jairus' daughter mm -hmm. who's dying at the age of 12. Right. So whatever most of us are facing as adult, it's a childhood issue. Mm. Wow. Here's wow. the daughter dying at 12, the mm -hmm. woman with issue for 12. Mm -hmm. And particularly with women, I, that's where my focus is, is whenever you're dealing with women who are fearful, it started as a child mm -hmm. because fear is a childhood emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had an absent father. Absolutely. Now, as you draw closer to the father. Yep. It closes the gap of, or it it helps medicate that fear or that challenge. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I would say it started more. In, you know, it's it's just something as a childhood. But when you grow up and you become who you are, that thing breaks off of you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're coming down to the end. We got Doctor Jazz on, my friend, one of America's greatest preachers. Talk about talk about hobbies. What do you do outside of preaching and and revivals and conferences and workshops and all that stuff and Sunday services. What do you do? Oh, you know I'm the Tiger Woods. Yeah. I'm the lady Tiger Hood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> golf, golf, golf. You know I, you posted a video of a putt you missed. I know you by a mile. Yeah, you put it in my I didn't yeah. I responded the, to you. I didn't see your response. Yeah, I said come on. You weren't come even catch close, me. Doc. No, no. But I just that was in Bermuda. Was it was unbelievable. You the, had a forty foot putt. Yes. You hit it. 20 feet yes and posted it yes we trying to make us we, what was the point the point is i'm not perfect <laughs> the, the point Touch your neighbor. <laughs> i said i said did the video stop or did no, the putt really no, stop there no the putt stopped you there. probably five putted on that oh yes oh yeah <laughs> it was a par five 
<laughs> gotcha. But uh, I, uh, you know, I learned from um, these old preachers years ago. He said, "You take one day out of a week, one week out of a month, one month out of a year." Mm-hmm. So my routine is: I take one day out of a week, mm-hmm. I take one week out of a month, one month out of a year, and battle. I'm trying to figure out how to take one year out of a decade. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What you talking oh, about? Just to get away from everything. Just to get away. That's and, big. Yeah. That's I, a major sabbatical. Oh my year. goodness! To go away, you know, just unload, just, mm-hmm. just so golfing is my thing basketball mm-hmm. sports you know i love sports yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a big thing for mm-hmm. me family being around family mm-hmm. those are the things that really helps to renew me yeah good 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 all right we're gonna close with some called high fives low fives oh yes ready so these yeah. high fives are obviously things you feel great about low fives are what you want to do first low fives or high fives it's your choice let's do low fives okay first. <laughs> Your worst sermon experience ever. Do you remember the fir- worst sermon you preached and where you were? That's just not five of them, just one. My worst sermon experience ever. Oh, my goodness. I think my my first sermon at Shiloh Baptist Church when I was interviewing for the church. It was a bomb. Uh, it was, it was a I uh, the, the airplane um, that I traveled on lost my luggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to preach in what I had on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sermon notes was wet. It was the worst time, and wow. yet they called me. Wow. <laughs> Wow, it's like that golf putt. You're yeah. not perfect. Yes. But you're perfect for the job. Yes. The saddest day of your life. Uh, the saddest day of my life is bearing my mom. Mm. What's the scariest you've ever been when you've had to preach? Like what pulpit or platform overwhelmed you the most? Oh, my gosh. Uh, woman died loose. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. And First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. Yeah, that's a monster, too. <laughs> this is kind of oxymoronic. So so this is a low five. What is your highest golf score on one hole or and in one round? So what is your highest you ever shot in a round and the highest you ever shot on one hole? Oh, uh, one hole was eight. You eight. stop that's what we had to stop at. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Father, I pick it up. My father said, You hit it eight times, come on to the next <laughs> tee. I don't care if yeah. you're still in the fairway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what's your highest score? Oh gosh, I don't even think I kept record you of that. I just, just kept ripped, going. I just, yeah. <laughs> Once it got to 100, you oh stopped. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, high fives. Mm-hmm. The five greatest sermons you feel you've ever preached. Oh, the five greatest sermons I've ever preached is Giants, Giants Do Die, mm-hmm. Between Two Gardens, um, From Jay-Z to J.C., that's oh gosh, mm. that's a sick one. Um, uh, good credit, and um, missed opportunity. Yeah. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I love your word on Second Kings four. I yeah. don't know what you call it, but yeah, that passage. Um, how about the five greatest sermons you've ever heard preach? Oh my goodness. Dr. James Perkins, the best, the blessing and the burden of blackness. Mm. When I tell you mm. that is a classic, mm-hmm. Pastor John K. Jenkins running with the horses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doc, you can you can, that that mm-hmm. that that was crazy. <laughs> um, nationally. You know, years ago, Dr. Juanita Bynum, No More Sheets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's a classic. That's a classic for sure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Doc, Dr. Booth, um, um, 
he dealt, I can't remember the title of it, but he did it at Hampton. Some because you know he blind was blind in one eye, mm. living with a handicap. Mm. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. He was major too. Yeah, yeah. Just his remarks yeah. at uh, Bishop Clark's oh. daughter's service. Oh, was incredible! Oh yeah. So that's four. One more. Yeah, I think it would be. Um, Tony Evans. I can't remember the title. I'm a Tony Evans fan. Mm -hmm. When he came to First Baptist of Glen Arden. He preached a oh, best five message. Yeah. I, your five favorite churches to preach in. My five favorite This could get you in trouble. Oh, yeah. People I, hear this, but well, you, hey, you just got to be real. Of course, Zion. Uh, you put us on Zion, there. of course. First if, Baptist of Glen Arden. Everybody's favorite. Um, uh, The Potter's House. Mm -hmm. Um. My home church, Victory Grace Center, the church I founded. I love preaching those those people. Those nice. people will make you hurt yourself. Really? My church. Oh, my church. They love me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> they, Is that four? Yeah, that's four. Uh-huh. And um, a fifth place I would, uh, I, I haven't preached there yet. Well, Concord. Uh, Brian Carter. Oh, okay. Oh, have you preached for Brian mm -hmm. Carter? Yeah, mm -hmm. preached there In this Dallas. year. Yes. He took church. over E.K. Bailey's church. Yes. Right, yes. right. Your top five women preachers ever? Prather Hall. Mm hmm Carolyn Knight. Hmm. Mm. Um... I consider Sojourner Truth. I read a book years ago with her preaching. It's called Daughters of Thunder. Really? That's how I came That's up with Daughter okay. of Thunder. Dr. Rita Twiggs. Mm -hmm. um, Rosie O'Neill. Rosie O'Neill. Mm -hmm. Oh, shout out Rosie O'Neill. Top five men preachers ever. Oh, gosh. Gardner Taylor. Mm -hmm. Samuel DeWitt Proctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Dr. Charles Edward Booth, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bishop T.D. Jakes. No question. Um, and Jesus. Oh, bless your heart. I'd have to put Evie Hill in there myself. Oh, my goodness. Did you, were you there, when you ever heard him preach his wife's funeral? Oh, yeah. My oh, wife's death in biblical perspective. Oh, my goodness. Job 121, mm. the Lord gives, mm. the Lord taketh away. Mm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I got that sermon memorized. Your your five favorite athletes: uh, LeBron James, mm -hmm. Tiger Woods, mm -hmm. um, Serena Williams, for sure, uh, Lisa Leslie, mm. um, and Magic Johnson. Good list. Good list. Five favorite movies or television shows. My favorite, um, Gladiator. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I don't. I don't. I ask questions. I don't watch TV. Okay. Or go to the movies really. Um, The Color Purple. Mm hmm. Um, Believe it or not, I've never seen it. I just do not tell nobody that. Don't say that. I could be thrown out the black you, community. Yeah, you are thrown out. Don't yeah. ever say that. Let's let's edit that <laughs> out. There. Yeah. Um, Sanction Redemption. Uh, have you seen that? Okay, Roots. Yeah, I saw Roots. Okay, and um, I just saw this one. I thought it was great. It's an African movie, um, Killing Kojo. Most people don't even know about that one. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. The five favorite professors you had throughout your ministry training. Who are your teachers that yeah. top five? 
Dr. Charles Booth, mm-hmm. um, Bernard Fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, New song. Oh, gosh, yeah. I would say Dr. Rita Twiggs. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodruff Cole, Dr. Woodruff Cole. Mm. Cole. Uh, do you know him back to the Bible? He was big with... Mm-hmm. Um, and... Mm-hmm. You don't know him, but Dr. Miller, Melvin Miller, Trinity Lutheran Seminary in Columbus, Ohio. That's where you, it's the place you study. Yeah. I'm almost done. If God gave you a supernatural metabolism gift and you could eat whatever you want and never gain weight, what five foods would you, that you know you shouldn't eat, but would be in regular rotation? Okay. Uh, Hugging dust ice cream. Mm-hmm. I know uh, that. Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. French fries. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, it's not a food, it's a drink. It'll definitely be red wine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. <laughs> One more question. What five people have helped shape your life the most in a positive way? Oh, what five people have shaped my life in a positive way? Um, Mr. and Mrs. Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Dr. Booth. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peggy Penn. Nobody mm-hmm. knows who she is. Mm-hmm. And Cam and Chloe. Wow. The twins. Those are the, you adopted them, right? Uh, well, they're my... Uh, I'm their great, great, great aunt. Uh, One day you'll explain all of that to us. Yes. Great, great, great aunt. All right. Yes. Thank you, Doc. Thank you for being with us today, y'all. That's Dr. Jazz. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure talking with you today and for being here on the Keep Battle Podcast. Tell our listeners how they can keep up with you, how to connect with you, or go get your book at a fair price, whatever. How, how can they keep up with you? I am Dr. Jazz. Yeah. On all social media platforms, and my website is IamDrJazz.org. I love it. That's Dr. Jazz, y'all. She's been this week's guest on the Keep Battle Podcast. I hope her story, you enjoyed her story, you were inspired by her story, her journey, her insights. And I thank y'all for rolling with us again this week. Share this podcast link with somebody. Give us some feedback, and we'll catch you right back here next time next year on the Keep Battle Podcast. Hey!